Hello everyone, how are you? It's Pastor Rod Plummer here in Tokyo, Japan. We're doing a series all about God's design for man and woman and marriage and gender. And it's going to be absolutely amazing looking at God's very good design. I've been a pastor for, I think it's about 38 years. And I can honestly say I've probably done about 100 weddings in that 38 years, many in Australia and some in Thailand where we lived and many here in Japan. Been training young pastors how to do marriages and weddings and, and how to do marriage preparation. It's been an absolute joy. And uh, just this, I remember my own marriage 38 years ago. Isn't that amazing? 38, it was in a park in Sydney, Australia, a beautiful sunny day. And uh, then Viviana came down, Viv uh, came down the park and there she was in white and it was just so beautiful. I still remember it like it's right now. And I, I sort of get a sense of what, what God was thinking when he created Adam and Eve right at the beginning. We're going to talk about God's very, very good design for marriage and gender. Are you ready? Jesus was asked a question in Matthew 19 and the, the question was about divorce but Jesus flips it on its head and starts talking about marriage this this incredible wonderful thing called marriage and and Jesus said to the the people asking the question in Matthew 19:4 haven't you read haven't you looked at the at the bible haven't you, haven't you seen God's word what God's saying about marriage and gender that at the beginning the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. And in Ephesians, it talks about this mystery, this mystery of man and woman coming together in, in beautiful marriage. And it's, it's an absolute incredible thing. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And Jesus quotes right from Genesis chapter 1, right at the very, very beginning where, where God creates. And then Genesis chapter 2, he's, he's actually answering this big question about marriage and gender from, from these two scriptures. So I think it's really important that we understand the truth and the grace of God for this very, very good design. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you would touch us about the truth on marriage and gender and your very, very good design. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to go back to Genesis 1, and we're going to talk about the marriage and, and creation. In, in the book of, of Genesis chapter 1, God creates this incredible heavens, and He says it's really good. It's good. Even God's looking at His own work saying it's really, it's, it's, it's good. Now the word for good in Hebrew is tov. You don't have to know that, but I'm just going to use this word over and over. Because whatever God creates, He looks back like an artist looking at His finished artwork with the like the thumb up looking at it and going it's good tov it means healthy it means peaceful it means complete it means right it means good it's in its place the universe is in its place and so god creates the universe and says it's tov it's really good and then he creates the the animals and he looks back and he goes it's tov it's really in its place it's really really good and, and so God comes to his final creation. We're going to read here Genesis 1 verse 26. And God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, 
over the livestock and all the wild animals and over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind, man and woman, it's going to say, in his image, in the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Now, this is really talking about gender. This is talking about how God made two genders, male, which we call XY, and female, which we call XX. And, and I, I was actually looking, just, I did a Google of how many cells do we reproduce every day? And the answer is over 330 billion cells. Every day, this body recreates or creates out of almost nothing. God's incredible system, this, this made in the image of God's system, He made us and that, that, that I as a biological male, I reproduce 330 billion male cells every day. Every day. A female will reproduce 330 billion female cells Every day, and we're talking about skin cells, eye cells, whatever, whatever the cells has that component in them, it's an absolute reproduction system with male and female. And I just want to say to you, with this, this big thing around the world about, about different genders, that although people can take tablets and take hormones every single day of their life, no matter what, what is done, there is a recreation of their birth, uh, DNA. It can never be changed. It is what God has put into the universe. Now, as God created the male and female as his plan, God saw that, saw that all he had made and it was very good. And, and, and so this word tov, it's tov, but here it says tov me'od, which really is like standing back in English, we say amazing, outstanding, unbelievably good wonderful, beautiful, creative. These, 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 these adjectives we come up in English, it's like God made the universe, it was tov, and the animals is tov, and he comes to Adam and Eve, male and female, and it's his greatest creation, and he says it is tov me'od. It is outstanding. It's a very, very good design. That's how God feels about you and me. That, that, that's how he, he wanted us to be, his creation, as exactly what it was. And so here we see in Genesis 1, Jesus is quoting that part where it says God made them male and female. Didn't you read? Didn't you, didn't you see what God's word said about gender? It's a really important thing for us to believe. And then Jesus goes on to, to talk about uh, in, in Genesis 2, the second part of Jesus' words in, in Matthew 19 talks about the, the becoming one flesh, becoming married. As, uh, I'm going to read to you Genesis 2 verse 20. But for Adam, this is before Eve, Eve came along, for Adam, no suitable helper was found. We'll come back to that. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib that he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. Now, with this rib, it's actually the word side. It is not the word rib. It's God took a side of man and made a woman. So it's not just a rib. It's a whole part of man. It's, it, 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 it belong. We belong together. And so when man and woman find each other in marriage, it's two parts finding the whole. That's the picture of this scripture. And actually, just so you know, men and women have the same number of ribs. Did you know that? Twelve on each side. 24 ribs, men, 24 ribs, 
women. So we don't have to count. Let me tell you, that's, you can look it up. You can Google it right there. And so, so there's this whole side. God says, I'm taking a whole side of a man and making a whole woman, a whole beautiful, wonderful helper for the woman. And the man said, now I, I would put here the man sang, because this is like his first, the first song in the Bible. The first song he's rapping about his wife. He says, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. Apology there. But it's like a rap. It's a song. It's poetry. God's putting into man this, this song over his wife. This, this good words over his wife. This, this speaking well over his family. This is the, the part of the role of the, the male is to create a, an environment of love and acceptance and goodness and pour it over his wife and all over his children as well. And so the man starts singing when God brings him a beautiful wife. It is outstanding. It is tov me on. It's amazing. And then it says in Genesis 2, 24, that's why a man leaves his father and mother and he's united to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And all of a sudden we are talking about sexuality in marriage. We're talking about the two combining, the two complementary parts combining in love and intimacy and closeness and blessing and healing. And out of that will come children. It's God's tov meod design. And then it says this finally, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Now, I know sexuality is a very, very difficult thing. And I think this scripture is saying to us, there needs to be a place of intimacy and closeness with our, with our, with our spouse, with our husband and wife, that, that we need to work on the concept of constant dating, of constant intimacy and closeness over many, many years. And it's not always easy. I'll talk about that at the end of my message today. But it's very, very good. And so the Bible is talking here about this. So let's go back to this scripture where, where God says, I'm going to make for Adam a suitable helper. Because some ladies around the world have objected to this word helper and say, well, I'm, I'm not just a helper. And you're right, ladies, because the word helper is used in the Bible 20 times in the Old Testament. And and 16 times it's used of God himself. Now, you can't look at God and say, oh, he's just a little helper. Let me, let me give you a scripture. Uh, Psalm 33:20. Let's go back to that one here. It says, we wait in hope for the Lord. He is our helper. He is our shield. So in no way do we look at God and say he's a little helper. The concept of God 16 times is helper, 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 helper. And God says to Adam, I'm going to give you a wife and she's going to be your helper. It is not a little thing. It is a side thing, a companionship thing, a complementary thing, a, a closeness thing, a partnership in life. Isn't that great? You've got a big praise. This is, this is an amazing plan that God has for all of us and i just love this plan as i said i've been married 38 years and uh god has been so good to viv and i let me let me tell you that this word helper also means in the old testament words such as savior rescuer protector so the concept of a wife is not a lesser person although we have different roles but I really believe that the greatest marriage is formed when we are truly a developed partnership. And I use the word developed as in over a journey of time in life. And let me get back to the concept of who we are in God's eyes. Tov me'od. I'm going to bring a scripture from 
Psalm 139, where David is writing down about this revelation of who he is. And in this scripture, although he doesn't understand science, uh, he has no understanding of a lot of things about DNA and reproduction. I guess they had they understood something of that, but not a lot. But King David, writing in a beautiful psalm, listen to the words how God sees Tov Meod over your life, who you are, who what your your birth uh, sexuality is, what what God put into you. There was a design, and it's Tov Meod. Let me read it to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. That is Old Testament, not understanding DNA, helix, the two, understanding nothing of that science, but actually in Revelation saying, it, it, you knit me together. It's a beautiful picture of DNA without understanding the science. Isn't that amazing? Like like, like he understood something of this, this knitting together of part of the, the DNA from mom and part from dad and from, from backgrounds and it, it all mixes together to make you. You're amazing. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. That tov me all. Your, your works are absolutely incredible. I know, I know that full well. Now let me stop and say, do you know that you are beautiful you are wonderful you are handsome you are you are the blessing it says in ephesians 1 god predestined us to be exactly what we what we are what he wanted us to be and david says i know it i I get it and that's why he was such a great king and a great leader because he understood he, he he had come to accept who he was and he'd come to receive it and then give God praise for it. We need to give God praise for who we are. Because God's saying, you're tov me'od. You're, you're exactly what I wanted. You're, you're the best creation uh, I've ever made. Verse 15, my frame, my, my body was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, in the womb. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. And all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. This is called predestination. This is the concept that God actually does have a plan for our lives, where our, our background, some of you, are, are, you know, are from different countries. God, God wanted that. God desired that. You know, there's no race with God. Like there's no, there's no better or worse. It's just exactly what God wanted is who you are. You're from the right DNA. You're right from the right background. You're the right gender. You're the right person. You're exactly, and, and David gets this revelation. And, and, he, and he says, um, you, 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 you wrote them all into the birth story, into my life and into marriage. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum. Were I to count them, you would, they would outnumber the grains of sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. David is saying, I get it. I get it. I receive it. And I would really love to pray with you in just a little while that everybody would come to peace with who we are. Our race, our gender, our background. Even some bad things happen to us. Me too. Probably not as bad as some of you. But bad things happen, and even out of that mess, God can bring healing and ministry and a beautiful story in the outworking of our lives. So I just love this this concept that David had in his life. You're called then to be a child of God. And whether we're male or female, we are even in worth in God's eyes. Have a look at this scripture, John 1, now speaking about Jesus again. 
Jesus says, to all who received him, Jesus, to those who believed in his name, Jesus, he gave the right to become the children of God. And here we see that being a child of God is by faith. It's not by uh, our gender. It's by, by, it's by salvation and grace. It's beautiful. We're children now. Uh, we, we are natural children. But now, spiritually, we're children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, which means male or female parenting, or of a husband's will, but born of God. I just think it's a great scripture for anyone who is struggling in these areas because I want you to know that no matter what happens, we can know Jesus and know his salvation and know his forgiveness and know his love and know his blessing and know that, that, that if we, we live lives for God, we can go to be in heaven with him. And just one last thought here is Jesus tells a very interesting thing about heaven. It says in heaven there's going to be no gender. What a crazy thing to think about that actually in heaven where it's going to be perfect and wonderful and praising God. Jesus says in, Ma- in Luke chapter 20 verse 34 and 35 that, that we will be like the angels in heaven without marriage, not being married, not marrying. Now I don't understand it and actually I don't really like that scripture when I think about it. But it is God's ways that finally in heaven there's going to be this incredible equality absolute love, absolute acceptance, absolute goodness for those who have faith in Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? So there we have it. That's my message for today. So what I want to finish today is by giving you some tips, some tips, all right? So so many, many single people in our church, I think at least 50% of our church are singles. So we have to understand marriage and gender in terms of future, in terms of vision, in terms of hope in terms of, of, of believing that God will bring us into a, a beautiful marriage relationship. But I'm praying for that for you. My wife, Viv, she, she loves uh, to see the girls you know, meet someone and get married. And uh, So I just want to give some tips for dating. Is that okay? And, and actually, we've, we, we, we talk a lot about this in our, uh, our Blue Book, which is found in our uh, Lifehouse app. Uh, there's a blue book there on relationships that talks about some of these. So let me, whoops, my paper fell on the ground. Let me pick it up. There we go. So um, when you're looking for a partner, I would, I would ask you to consider these three things. That you look for someone who, number one, loves Jesus and his word. Who actually is a person of faith who believes in God. Now we have many people who are not married to a Christian and we love them too. And we want to help bring them into the great teaching on marriage, but for single people, uh, I would really love you to think maybe maybe there's someone there for you who has faith in Jesus and faith in His Word. Because when it comes to hard times in relationships, it's really important that we do believe in things like forgiveness and and overcoming anger and overcoming uh, grief and overcoming abuse and over that there, there's a place of healing. In fact, in much of our marriage preparation course that we do, there is a moment we pray with people with journaling and and people actually find some healing from their past before they get into marriage okay secondly i i a tip is that you you have a major attraction for the person you're going to marry because this is this is just basic this is humanity that god is good and would bring us into a relationship where there is actually there is actually an attraction that is powerful and that is sustaining because life is full of temptation you know the whole bible is clear on the power of temptation that we must resist it and it's really important that we actually have an attraction or maintain an attraction for the one that we have chosen and so also on our part that we keep healthy 
and we keep fit and we, we, we keep seeking God and we, we journaling and, and keeping our hearts well. Okay, so attraction. And the last thing is, this is for single people, looking for someone who's willing to live an adventure with you. And this is really talking about the will of God. Someone who is surrendered to God, what would you have for me? No, so, you know, Viv and I coming to Japan 21 years ago. There's no way we could have come here unless Viv was willing to live an adventure with God. And that doesn't mean everyone will do that. But living what God said to you, that there's faith and there's, there's, there's agreement there, that we will agree to follow Jesus together. Now, for married people, for married people, the other half of our church, married people, I want to give four tips in the same way, very short. But number one is this, that we journal. We, we keep in touch with Jesus and His Word as married people. I would say it's the number one reason why Viv and I are still happily married after 38 years. Yeah, it's a long time. It really is. And there's been ups and downs and sickness and trials and you know yeah okay we, we all get it so the thing that's brought us through is that both Viv and I read the word and we say Lord would you speak to me would you touch me I I remember some of our hardest times uh, going to God and and just really sensing his his incredible strength his, his amazing guidance his his wonderful protection I and then Viv seeking God and, and we're coming out and, and, and sensing we have a solution we have an answer and we move forward number two Keep giving. Giving is like giving attention. Giving attention to something, you know. Um, I was reading the other day about uh, a, a study that was done of, of couples that were happy. And one of the things was, even in the little things, keeping attention. Like, you know, Viv's big thing is a cup of tea. Like coming home and we're having a tea and we're talking about, I don't know, the day we had and the, uh, showing interest and looking out the window and seeing a bird and commenting on that or the weather, just commenting, being interested in each other. Keep giving, keep giving attention, keep giving goodness in the family. Number three, keep forgiving. And, uh, you know, in English, this works really well. Giving and forgiving sort of is like a, uh, a connection. I believe that our marriage is good because of forgiveness extended. You know, I, we, we laugh at, uh, I laugh and think she has to forgive me more than I have to forgive her. Uh, but it's true, we have to forgive each other in big measure. No, I'm not talking about forgiving just and forgetting things that are actually major. There's things we need to talk about and get through and struggles. But I think that there is an overall grace that God extends to me and to Viv that we then give to each other. And if, you know, if I'm getting upset, I, I've learned to walk out of the room. Uh, then we can come back and we can talk and pray together. And the last thing I want to say is keep your plans for dating as a married couple. Keep that sexuality alive through planned dating. And I know it gets harder after kids. Uh, we understand that. But the whole thing of planning it, maybe getting babysitters or family, helping, go, go for a meal together and keep, keep talking love language to each other. And, and, and this is what I'm saying here. Keep a plan for dates in your marriage over and over again. And there's ups and downs, but I really think we have to work on this area of sexuality. This world is full of crazy stuff. The pornography out there and the temptation out there is just increased. We have to pay attention to our husband or wife. Okay, so these are my tips for God's Tov Me'od. It is really good. 
for men and women to come together in marriage and, 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 and love each other. And uh, I do believe it's a blessing of God on the earth that we need to work on. And I believe God's grace is over you. He's predestined you. He's called you. He's made you who you are. I believe that God is bringing us into great relationships, but we need Him in the center of our life. You ready to pray? Here we go. Lord, I thank you that we are tov me'od. We are very good in your eyes. And those who are single, I pray they would find a great person to marry. And those who are married, I pray, Lord, we would sustain and maintain love and forgiveness and goodness and sexuality in a wonderful way. And Lord, you see, it is very, very good. I'm praying for, for blessing over our marriages in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a big praise. And finally, no matter where you're at, we can receive Jesus into our heart. He died on the cross, rose again, that He would forgive us. And if you don't know Him, I'd like to count to three and pray for you if you say yes. If you've been away, why don't you be included in my prayer too? Are you ready? I'm going to count to three. Are you ready? Do you want to know Jesus? Do you want to come back to Jesus? One, two, three. Lord, I pray you would touch people. You would bring them to yourself and forgive them. Bring them into your love and your grace. I pray people who have been away would come back. Lord, you would touch people right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're doing a series on relationships. Hope you enjoy what's coming up. God bless you.